What is good, y'all? This is another episode of the Forever Rich Podcast. You got me, King Diamond Eye, and the one and only. He doesn't look like he went to jail last weekend. A.B. Guapo. What's good, bro? I'm here, and I'm not in jail. So, you know, shout out to to the police officers who let me go. But uh, (laughs) How was the dose? It was good. You know, I feel like as the older you get, the more you just, like, you don't try to get fucked up anymore. So, like, mm-hmm. we were just sipping and talking, and it's like, I drank, like, maybe two glasses of it, and I was like, ooh, I'm starting to feel it. So, I just was like, man, I'm, I'm good, you know? We were going to go out, but we actually never even made it out. That's how you know I'm getting That's old. how you know you're getting old, just for the simple <laughs> fact that you could be drinking at the house and having deep-ass conversations and have a good time. Yeah, that's like, you're, like, like we were, that's what we was doing. We were just talking and bullshit and like just talking about, you know, old times and just reminiscing. And it was a good time, though. Yeah, because it's like, you know, like back in the day, like, bro, hurry up, let's go. Like, we need to go out. Like, we need to go to the club. And now it's just like, I'd be having fun just drinking at, at the house, you know, get some wine or whatever. Especially but, when you haven't seen like your friends in a long time, you know, it's just good to, you know, we just talk and see what's been going on with them. and. You never know. You never know what they're going to really say. So it was good. Um, the weather was crap, so that kind of sucked. I think if the weather would have been nicer, we probably would have went out and did stuff. Like We probably would have went to the beach or something. But the weather was absolute garbage. But it was nice. It was good seeing them. So shout out to Ramos. Shout out to his girl. You know, and they had safe travels back. So it was a good time. It was a good time. That's good. That's good. Well, my week is pretty good. Started the new job this week. I'm dog ass tired. I ain't even gonna lie. I've been having to wake up super early. Um, getting up at like four thirty to get there around six because of traffic and shit. So, but other than that, it's interesting. It's something that's you know catching my attention. So that's always good. Getting closer and closer and getting that house. So we're just waiting for the for the closeout date and got it appraised and everything and it's looking very well we're already getting super juice starting to go to lowe's and home depot you know i feel like frank the tank <laughs> going to home lowe's and home depot looking at shit to buy you know upgrade the house so super super excited bro like yeah you've reached full-blown like dad bod oh don't even call me out <laughs> like that though no you've damn. reached full-blown because like now you Mad got a house sick. You know, you know, you got a house, you got a kid, you just, you, you know, you're going to be that, that dad is like in the garage with his beers, you know, chilling, yep. work, working Basically. I bought a, uh, bought a Yeti last year. So, you know, that's going to yeah. be me just sitting out in my port, sitting me in the garage. Just like, what the hell my neighbor's doing? What the yeah. fuck? Look at this shit. <laughs> and, nah, your, but, and your flip flops with your sandals on. My uh, Uggs. Yeah, me yeah. And Uggs. That's right. That's right. That's right. You got the Uggs. Yeah, this, you know, now it's just the stress of moving right now. You know, I got to pack up this house and... Moving's probably the most trash thing I've ever created. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good thing for me, though, is, you know, we uh, we, we adapted, we evolved, and I ain't I ain't moving nothing. I'm paying people movers, to move my shit, mm-hmm. so... I think the last time I got movers, bro, like, I hurt my back. And that was, like, the last time I ever moved the, like, furniture by myself, like... I was like, oh. it was actually before I deployed. The last time I deployed, 
Like before I left, I did that move myself, and like, and I'm fucking my back up, and I was like, uh, no. the worst is when we move my sister's shit. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. back and shoulders still haven't recovered <laughs> yeah. from that shit. Bro. Yeah. Then she never did. She even gave us the bottle that she owed us. I, I don't think so. Matter of fact, yeah, we need to. I I need to press her. I'm gonna call her later tonight and get and get that bottle for us. Yeah. So when you come out it. here, we got She's the like, bottle. I'm gonna buy y'all a bottle. Thank you. Like, never got it. Back was all messed up. Like, oh man. Like, no, we need this bottle. But yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, everything's going well, man. 2021 has been a blessing, like we said it would be. Right. So yeah. positive mindset leads to positive outcomes. We always say that it really is the truth. So. Shout out to everyone that's got a positive mindset. But also, today, this episode, this Saturday, is the season finale of season one. You know? It is. It's, 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 we came a long way. You know, I was thinking about it today, like, now it was earlier or throughout the week, I should say. You know, I was thinking about it, I was like, man, like, from the first episode of the podcast back in January, all the way to like, you know, late April, like week after week, we just got, I feel like we just got better and better and better. Like just thinking of topics and creating content and trying to find ways to promote ourselves and get ourselves out there, you know, and it's just like, it's a, it's a grind. It was a definite grind, but it's been a, like, I feel like it's been a rewarding grind. Like though the the goal of this wasn't to really like, you know, make a whole bunch of money or anything like that. But I just feel like as time progressed, you know, you just, get better at anything you know that you do and i just feel like we got a ton better you know equipment got better our sound quality got better our content got deeper you know so only more things to come in season two of the forever rich podcast we have a lot planned for y'all and so stay tuned stay tuned yeah yeah like a old one to piggyback on what you were saying (laughs) Uh, yeah man it's it's crazy like like listening to the first episode and then now that we're already in episode 14 we're at the season finale of season one like it's crazy to the transformation on from you know that first one where our you know like i said our our audio quality wasn't top notch our equipment was just like hey let's just hurry up and get this stuff because we we just wanted we were at that point where we're just like let's just do it no matter like if it's it's you know the greatest equipment ever let's just get something out let's start getting recording you know we know that it's going to get better we know that it's a learning curve you know we're gonna you know do different things that we you know it's not going to be exactly how we planned out and for the most part it's exactly how we plan like we planned out we we knew when we started this shit that like i said the beginning was was going to be rough we're doing something that we never done before, something that we never knew how to do. We just, you know, flip through some YouTube videos just to learn how what equipment we needed, and then we just started. And it's crazy because it's like other people that I that we know, you know, that I talk to have difficulties doing podcasts. Like they're like, "Oh, I don't sound good. I don't, you know, I don't sound perfect. I sound like I'm retarded when I talk." And I was like, bro, go listen to episodes one. Go listen to episode two. Go listen to episode three. We were stuttering, saying ums 50 billion times. Not saying the exact 
what we were really trying to say. And then now it's a way more smoother transition. And I tell people, if you really want to do a podcast or you really want to do something, YouTube or whatever, just go out and do it, man. It's you, You're never going to know how successful you are until you do it. And just like, like I said, from us, like really not, we had goals in mind like we had milestones and we reached our milestones for the most part. I don't, I don't believe that there's not a milestone that we didn't reach. And it's just like from getting the content, distributing it to promoting it. Like we've, we've gone back and forth. We failed on one promotion. We said, all right, that didn't work. Let's try this one. That one worked a little bit. All right, that go cool. That one worked. How do we get, how we do better on promotions or how do we do our sound quality better? What equipment do we need? So it's been a long journey, but it's been successful. Like, I don't know, maybe it was just out of a positive mindset, but we, we started off trying to do like set topics, like our first of the month, we're going to talk about these topics or, you know, and then this, the second week yeah. we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Now we just basically free ball it yeah. and just go whatever we want to talk about. And I feel like we've been way more successful freeballing it than we have like trying to schedule out and predict what we're going to talk about. And it's, it's been successful to me. I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. And I think a lot of people when like a podcast, one of the biggest things is like, I think people are like, what are you going to talk about? Like when someone asks me a lot of times, they'll be like, what do you talk about? And I'm like, we talk about everything. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay. I've never heard one like that. And it's like, yeah, it it doesn't necessarily really have to be like a specific type. Like, I know a lot of people make their podcasts like specific content oriented. Like, oh, we talk about sports or we talk about uh, music or we talk about this. But I, I just feel like giving people just a broad variety of topics, you know, like it also includes more people. And so that free, you know, not trying to, hold us to be like, oh, it's the fourth week of, of the fourth Saturday in the month. We're going to do a Dr. Love segment. You know, when we first started, you know, I felt like that did constrain us, you know, because then it was like, we're trying to fill these segments with stuff. And sometimes people weren't, didn't seem to be interested in that stuff. So it it's one of those things where I feel like if, if we, when we really just got into the groove and got into the flow, Flow, we really just worked. But whenever we got, you know, a flow of what we're going to, how we're going to do this and just being free about the topics, I felt like that's when it all started clicking and we started getting more views and we started getting, you know, just, just better quality content. And that's just, you know, that's our opinion. You know, some people may feel like the older stuff was a little bit better, but it's only going to get better as time goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like like I said, we have big plans to improve the channel, improve the podcast, and, you know, just get people more involved because that's what we want. We we want to really hear from you guys more. And so that's going to be our goal in going into season two, especially uh, more fan interaction. So be looking out for stuff coming on IG. We'll be posting a lot of stuff on Instagram and just previews into when uh, season two is going to when it finally does launch we're also using this time to like one thing i feel like content and like artists do this too a lot like musicians and stuff like you gotta live life before you can come back and critique it 
So I feel like, you know, giving us a chance to go out and be like, okay, now let's, our lives have shifted in, you know, this way in four or five months. Let's see how two months from now we can come back and talk about and give advice and see how the world has changed in the last, you know, two two months or three months or however long you take your breaks for. And that's always good for you because it lets you recharge your batteries, you come back, you know, fresh and ready to go. So that's what I hope, you know, that that happens for us. Yeah, it gives you a lot of energy, man. It like motivates you to, you know, like damn, I ain't been doing a podcast for like two months or, you know, a week or two. Like, let's, you know, like I'm excited. Like, let's do this. And then just like, I feel like if you're not motivated or enjoying something that you do, and then if it feels more like work, then you're going to get burnt out. And then the content's not going to be as good as it should be and shit like that. And so far we've been getting positive reviews from fans. Like a lot of people are like, yo, it's so dope that you guys are doing this. Or, you know, so dope that you guys are doing that. And it's like, that's what we want. Like, but we don't just want you to just be like, yo, it's dope. Like, we want you guys' interactions. And when, like, a lot of our viewers do give us interactions, like on session on the polls and stuff like that. So we always appreciate it, you guys, for all that. But at the same time, we are here to try to get you guys more involved. So, like, we want questions, so we, you know. We want to do, we want to bring people in and have their, you know, 15 minutes of fame, if that's what a lot of people call it, and just, you know, get what people, what's on people's mind. I feel like those other podcasts that are success, successful doing one particular subject, I just feel like if you, like you said, if you spread it out and do multiple things, as long as you can grasp your viewer's attention and, you know, get it into subjects that they like because not everybody's just like all about sports not everybody's all about right. movies not everybody's about right. politics not everybody's about money but if you can do this week we're talking about sneakers we grasp a whole lot of people that are interested in sneakers and so we get them to view and then it's like it doesn't take away from other viewers that aren't interested into that stuff you know what i'm saying so it's like we're trying to please multiple people which I feel like you can't go wrong with that. So we've had some favorite topics. Mine said, you know, I'm always right when it comes to sports. You know, with my uh, Super Bowl predictions and, you know, NCAA tournament predictions. And sneakers, you know, we had some good talk talks about sneakers. I'm only mentioning that just because actually boy, your boy got a, a dub on the sneakers app on a, on a drawing. Say I got what? those. Those OG, um, I don't even know what to call them. The OG ones that just came out. The the it looked uh, like they're cloud. Yeah, I don't with the gray I and white. Know the specific colorway. They remind me of the Turbo Greens. They do, out, you know, but like a blue instead of a. Yeah, and I got the Turbo Greens too. Probably one of my favorite shoes to wear. Like super. I told clean. you you asleep on them. I was, and I'm not even gonna lie. I was super asleep on those, and then I saw you wore them one time. We went out, and I was like, "Hey, those motherfuckers is really clean. I'm gonna have to cop." So, yeah, totally. but the verses, you know, and then like just normal stuff that we've been talking about. It's just it's been super interesting and super exciting for me. Like I've enjoyed this season. Yeah, me too. So I'm I'm really glad that we did this. I'm glad that, you know, people are appreciating and enjoying our content and there's going to be more to come. So y'all stay tuned for more. 
But now that we're done, we're moving on so you guys can just keep an ear out for season two dropping soon. But we're going to move on into the show. We got some interesting topics for the week. We had a huge, huge win for the black community this week. We had the uh, verdict for the George Floyd trial. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We have H&M doing something interesting, giving free suits out to people who are trying to get a job, who have an interview for a job, uh, free uh, rentals for suits. And then we also have Kobe Bryant dropping from Nike and ending his shoe deal with Nike uh, post his death. So very interesting uh, turn of events. So we're going to start out with actually Kobe Bryant. And so Kobe, you guys, if you basketball fans or sports fans know Kobe's been team Nike for most of his NBA career. I'd probably say all, all of it since he's got a shoe deal. I don't think he's been with anybody else. He was originally with Adidas. Was he with Adidas? Okay. Yeah. So he's been with Nike though for a significant amount of time. Yeah, and majority of his career he's with yeah. Nike, but he, um, I think he it's like the, his first few years. He probably had one of the most popular shoes in the league for a while there. Until you know Facts. LeBron, until LeBron shoe really took off. But not even then, some of his... not even then. I'd still say he was up there. Even post retirement, Kobe shoe has been pretty popular. So it's mm-hmm. it's been a staple in the game for a while. A lot of people hooping them. If you ever actually hooped, it's a very good shoe to hoop in, and it's fashionable. It's kind of one of those lifestyle hooping shoes that's kind of popular now, crossover type deal. But after all these years. Kobe Bryant's estate has decided not to sign with Nike again, uh, parting ways. And it looks like from reports are saying, I read deeper into the story, but uh, they went out, the estate, also Kobe's estate went out and bought trademark names and license for clothing. So basically it looks like they're going to start their own shoe line and clothing line in honor of Kobe Bryant. So what do you think about uh, Kobe? Leaving Nike. The Nike Nike side of it, they're stupid as fuck. And the reason why I say that is I just feel like even with Kobe's shoes were popular before he unfortunate tragedy. But then after he died, like like a light switch, everything changed. Like everything Kobe like super like if you're a reseller, everything you could have reselled for like four, five, six, seven, even a grand, and people are, were willing to buy it because of Kobe Bryant being dead. And it's like, you can't sit here and tell me that the, the Grinch Sixes that came out, what, like last month, a month and a half ago, something yeah. like that? You can't tell me those those easily sold out within a matter of minutes. Easily. And it's like, like you said, to me, don't get me wrong, LeBron's has some good shoes. The LeBron tens are probably like my favorite uh LeBron's just because they're super comfortable. But it's they're nowhere close to Kobe Bryant's. The Kobe nines, especially the the elite ones, the the high yeah, boys. The high boys, yeah. Super clean, especially the gumbo leagues. I remember we were leaving for Afghanistan and those bitches came out and I was like, I was mad because I was in third world country trying to refresh on on Nike just trying to get those hoes 
So it's just like he's had some super he's he is the the godfather, the original person that started the Christmas day, you know, changing your shoe color to, you know, having that elite Christmas day shoe. The first person. Nobody else was doing it. Jordan, I mean, yeah, Jordan had all his shoes come out, but no one had a specific shoe for Christmas Day. And everybody knows, if you're a hooper or you just a fan of basketball, everybody knows Christmas Day is like the real start of the NBA season. So like to have his, to be the trend center that starts, you know, the Aunt Pearls, the South Beaches, LeBrons or whatever and so forth, like, Nike is just so dumb and it's so it's it's so confusing because they're so smart. Like they usually they think so far ahead of time that you would think that they were like they would have done anything to get this deal redone so they can do the retros. Because I don't feel like if the state does if this the state of Kobe is going in a different direction, I'm pretty sure they're not going to give the the okay to have those Kobe's resell the re- the retros they're not going to get retro i don't feel like that they're going to do that because they're not yeah they'll make some money but they're not going to make more as much money as they do if they go the full on their own brand uh, well so I, it, not to cut you off but i feel like nike probably owns the rights all to the old shoes that they already made that he signed for but here's the thing you now, can they may say not be that able to not necessarily retro them. So uh, you're talking about like a re-release, like Jordan does. Yeah. So the reason why I say that is because Kanye's first shoes were with Nike, yeah, and Nike that. can't do anything with those. They can't re. They can't retro those at all unless Kanye and Nike come up with a deal. Now, there's been speculations that saying that. You know, Kanye is for the people, and if the people want them, then he'll work a deal out with Nike to where they get retro. That's this word on the street. How accurate it is, I don't know. So by by using that example, it might be the death of retro Kobe's. Like, it just might be. And I just feel like it should never happen. Like, Kobe has made Nike so much money. It'd be like Jordan passing away, and then they just stop making Jordans whatsoever. It just, it don't make sense to me. Yeah, I think what the nail in the coffin for the deal, honestly, was how they handled shoe sales after Kobe's death. Um, One of the things I did see a lot online was that uh, Kobe's wife, Vanessa, wanted shoes to be readily available for all who wanted to purchase. Um, But Nike's still big into the limited quality, high sales thing because it makes them a lot of money, right? makes them way more money than making 10 million pairs of shoes and you know having millions just sit on the shelves so if they only make you know a million pairs then you know they sell out quick and nike makes all the money back from making the shoe and i just think that that was a turnoff and you know what the we we had an episode about this but the reseller world and the reseller quality you know what they're going to do they're going to buy those shoes up and they're going to sell them for $5,000 a pair, you know, some unbelievable markup price. And because Kobe's dead, it's, an, it's, it's another, you know, another markup on top of a markup. 
So I, I think that the estate didn't want that to be, you know, the legacy for Kobe, you know, post his death. And so I think it's going to be end up being a good thing. I think Nike will also, it kind of shows you also that look like, and Nike can take notice like, hey, it doesn't matter what you or how big this line is for somebody like they're not going to do what we're looking for. We're just not going to you know, sign with you. We'll just do our own shit because they're selling, they're making the shoe based off the name Kobe. That's what they're selling is the name, you know. So Kobe can go, his estate can go anywhere and pretty much make his own shoe. And they can partner up with Under Armour, Adidas, you know, all those other, you know, uh, brands and make another shoe and, you know, smite Nike. But I do think Nike, maybe not now, but down the line, will come back and try to work something out with them. Um, it will be sad to see, you know, no more Kobe's for however long. But I think Nike, Nike knows, like, they'll do the right thing. I feel like Nike will do the right thing. I don't feel like they're a company that values themselves on, you know, highway, strong arming, you know, people. So I, I feel like they'll come back, they'll work something out, and they'll do the right thing and give the Kobe estate what maybe what they're looking more for and for the future. And I, I really think another thing was that they wanted to go in a different direction and start putting like clothing. I know that they were t uh, franchising uh, names like, you know, Gigi's Way and stuff like that. So, and maybe Nike wasn't on board with that type of stuff. They Maybe they didn't feel like that would sell well. Um, but I think anything Kobe Bryant, no matter if it's his daughters or what, is just gonna sell because it's just a household name and everybody loves Kobe. You know, everybody. yeah, but that's the crazy part about it. Like, I hear what you're saying, and you're speaking facts. Like, I'm not arguing with you, but I'm just saying, if they would have gave Vanessa what she wanted, and they would have just released like millions of copies of the Grinch Sixes, they will just go with the Grinch Sixes. Who in their mama is just going to let the Grinch Six just sit on the shelves, though? Everybody in their like, you would have made way more money, in my personal opinion. Unless, like, what we were saying about, you know, them cutting deals with, you know, GOAT and StockX for such much more money. It makes sense. But if you're just talking about you just wanted so hype so it sells out in seconds, those shoe, that shoe was going to sell out in a matter of seconds regardless if you had only 10,000 pairs or five billion pairs of the Grinch sixes. Like what you could have done is you could have made Mamba forever, its own entity like you did with Jordan, and just and let them do their own thing. You you all you had to do was for their for, with their good. shoes, you you can still keep the the Kobe Bryant shoes. So you're still making revenue on that. And then all you would have to do is partner up with the Mamba Forever uh, brand and then just help them out with the manufacturing uh, costs or whatever. So if they, like, of course, Nike goes to, like, all these Oriental culture uh, countries wow. and they, you know, pay, like, what, $3 for a pair of shoes? Mm -hmm. If they're doing the same thing, if they're doing this mass productions for these shirts... And then, you know, basically all you're doing is opening a door for the Mamba brand and just giving the hooking them up with, you know, a manufacturer to make a, tons of product for super cheap and let them make money. And then you can just 
have a percentage in the company in the brand and you're making money regardless so it's a two for it's a two for one in my personal opinion if they did that and like i said it's just so off because nike like that i like adidas i like adidas but don't get me wrong when it comes to products nike is the pinnacle of every shoe you can get from nike uh adidas Pumas, Reeboks, all of them. Like Adidas, as much as they've grown over the last few years, even with Easy, they're not gonna even come close to with Nike. And I just feel like they're always far in advance. They're always looking into the future. That someone would have been like, you know what? Let's do this because one, it would gain pop more popularity with Nike because you know we got Jordan. Don't get me wrong, you can't touch Jordan. But if you have Mamba, the arguably the two twins, as like so many people in the Doc- Michael Jordan's documentary, that that's identical. That's mini Michael Jordan. You give him his own brand, you're gonna get so way more people to buy products for you. And I just thought that it was a dumb move on on Nike's part. No, I do agree. It's stupid to let them go. I, I definitely agree with that. But I mean, if your business model isn't going in the same direction, you know, as as business. But I, I agree. I feel like they could have did something with the separating brands, like giving the Mamba Mamba Bam, Mamba mentality brand, you know, and it just being its own thing. That That's a good idea, actually. Maybe you should be in marketing for Nike. I should. Hey, Nike, holler at your boy. <laughs> holler at us, Nike. But it's sad, but, you know, it's life. They'll, they'll figure it out. That's one thing, like, these... There's too much money at stake. So these business Nike's going to figure something out or Kobe Estate will figure something out. So it won't be the end for Kobe Bryant, you know, it's a legacy shoe-wise, but it may be a different, on a different silhouette instead of a Nike silhouette. You know, you might be getting a, a something else. So hopefully nothing crazy. Like So hopefully no unknown brand. I hope they don't do some something like that. Like, who... Who was D Wade signed to? He signed to some weird. Leedling. Yeah, like Leedling. Yeah, I hope they don't do nothing like that. Like that. That's nah. where I, I draw the line. Like, I don't know. He had a lot of connections with the with China. He did, that. but you know, it's like, no, don't don't do Kobe like that. Like he he's Nike, you know, or Diaz. Okay, give him give him one of the mainstream, but none of those none of those off the wall brand shoes sell well. So. Like the Stefan Marberries, you don't yeah. want to. Know. No, no, but don't do uh, to be, like that. All jokes aside, though, I hear that um, D Wade shoes is hard to get though. Like, yeah, in the it's states, because nobody super. Wants it. <laughs> it's super exclusive. Like a lot of people would have been like, "Yo," I like. I guess he makes some dope colorways, or you know, I I've always I been know. a D Wade fan, but I've never. I mean, I'm, I'm a not, fan of his basketball game, but not his shoes. Yeah, I think I'm not... Steph Curry's got a better shoe than D Wade. But it's Steph, hey. Steph Curry shoes. Yeah. But it's what it is. It is what it is, yeah. Sad to see Nike and Kobe part ways, but it's business. So we're gonna take a quick break and with that we'll have our intermission. So y'all stay tuned for part two. So I appreciate y'all listening to the sponsorship. Like we always say, helps us get a little breadcrumbs to help improve the podcast. So we appreciate that. 
Um, we're going to start talking about H&M now. So moving forward, H&M has started launching a campaign to help people who have interviews. So they're starting a program basically where you can go and rent a suit and for an interview. And it's totally free. Um, I don't know exactly when and what time frame it will be starting. It's just like a they're told that they're going to be doing it. Um, or what areas they'll be located in, but we just kind of wanted to talk about that because I felt like it was like super interesting. Like, I knew never heard of, or I've never heard of a business, you know, being like, "Hey, we'll give you a free suit to go get an interview." But I feel like that's just such a, a small thing that people, you know, neglect in the interview process is just like your appearance. You know, nowadays a lot of in interviews aren't in person much anymore. Now, even for my newest job, like I literally just did a phone call. I never saw anybody. No one ever saw me or anything like that. And the job I had before that, same thing, phone call. Just me, the recruiter, he was like, you're, you're hired. You know, so I feel like the in-person thing, you know, has kind of fallen off. But for the people who are still out there in person, you know, having that suit or having that, you know, fresh cut, what we talked about in the power of the fresh cut, you know, and this, you know what's crazy? It's like all our topics, we have like videos you can or episodes you can go back and listen to like the advice we gave y'all on on those previous episodes. So it's like crazy that all this is coming together but like this. But um yeah, it's like a it's, it's all like, coming together. It's all coming together. It's crazy. But um how important just your appearance can be during an interview. A lot of times these employers aren't looking for necessarily the most qualified person, but that's a person that is well presented, gonna come in and do their job, and at least try. You know, that's that's ninety nine percent of the time. That's, that's big facts. That's all they're looking for, man. Like they're willing to train someone how to do the work. They're just looking for someone that's willing to do it and is willing to be professional about it. So, what are you thinking about H and M giving out these free suits? That's a super dope ass idea. Like. We always talk about game changers and like things that will separate you from other people. And H and M doing this is it's that game changer, that thing that separates them from everybody else. Because I don't hear about um, Men's Warehouse doing that. I don't hear about Express doing that. Though Express needs to hook me up and sponsor us so I can get you know I'd be looking good in their Express clothes. But sorry, I didn't mean to plug them. But I'm just saying they need to hook me up. <laughs> Um, but I don't see Express doing that. I don't see like none of these other people. Now I've heard some companies. I think uh, I can't remember the name. It's like JS Bank or something like that. I know they had an office in Wichita, and for veterans, they would to give. I I think they would give like a significant discount or a free um, suit. But that, like, from what I've heard, that takes, like, months to get. I, like you said, I find that extremely helpful. I do f agree with you that people are wanting to see how well you dress and how well you uh, present yourself because when you're under that company, your appearance is everything because you reflect that company. And if you're coming in with a raggedy-ass polo shirt, that's not ironed and some dicky pants that got like ketchup stains and stuff on it. You're not getting a job. It's crazy to me because like 
you, even when you go into work, and you know, like the saying goes, like when you first start a job, you super dressed to impress, and then like you like year two or three, and you dress like shit because you just don't give a fuck no more. But just to go into a, a job and see how some people dress and be like, bro, how do you just like, I'm sorry, how do you just go out and look raggedy as fuck and think that's just okay? Like I can see like going from, you know, slacks and a dress shirt to like wearing like some joggers and a polo shirt. Like, all right, I, by two or three years, you got me on that one. But just to be like, no, like you just don't care about your appearance at all. Like that's super embarrassing. I don't know if that's just a military in me, or is that just the pretty boy in me? But I no, it's embarrassing, bro. If you're if you're waking up and you're going to an interview, you just grab the first wrinkled up polo in your dirty clothes basket. Like that just says a lot about you. Like that's gonna that tells people, you know, like okay, he doesn't he doesn't care, you know. And it's like I think people don't understand. It's like how much just first appearances mean in this world. Like, they mean everything almost. Like, you come into a place and you got a nice suit on, you smell good, your hair's cut, and then the person you're going to be like, go, okay, well, this, this guy takes care of himself. So when they say, they see that you take care of yourself, guess what they think you're going you're gonna to do? Take care of the place you work at. Take care of the business that you work for. So... Don't be that guy that comes in there with, you know, his dicky pants on that are stained, you know, because he was out in the club and or they smell like weed because you were smoking in them before. Yeah, you I don't get that, bro. Like, like why do people do, you... do that? Like, you can't wait to smoke after your interview. Like, don't come to the interview smoke smelling like weed. Like, especially a place that promotes themselves with a drug free environment. Like, here you are in the interview smelling like weed. Like. These are the things that, like, I feel like the black community just does not emphasize enough with each other on. Like, look, man, if you want to be successful out here, you got to just, you got to dress the part. It's as simple as that. You got to dress the part. You cannot just be out here slouchy, you know. And, yes, you're talking to two people in the prior military who, you know, always had to have fresh cuts and always had to be in rigs and freshly shaven and, clean uniform and all that stuff. But a lot of that stuff I was doing before I joined the military, like just in general, like you're not going to get girls, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you're not going to do anything like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't take care of yourself, like what, what do you expect to get if you don't take care of yourself? Like, but even then, bro, like we're both growing beards and shit right now. Like, but I, these, that yeah, still but- never stopped us from getting a job. It's like, it's clean shaved. Like he doesn't like come in with a raggedy shirt. Like, like you said, like there's nothing wrong with the beard. You know, the, the beard is nothing wrong with the beard. If you're keeping it neat and trim, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be that person who's coming in with the beard. that looks nasty with twigs in it and hair and food. So it's just crazy because like I said, like people just don't care about their appearance. Like, and they expect high paying jobs. Like, you're not gonna get a high paying job looking like Boo Boo no. the Fool. Like no, it's just not. not going that way. You're not, not, you're not at all. And you gotta play the part. Like I'm not saying you gotta like be super whitewashed for brothers and sisters out there, but you gotta act like you're civilized, man. You can't be coming in there with the attitude and shit like that. So I just feel like H and M, 
is hooking people up because not everyone can afford a suit. Not everyone can afford exactly. dress clothes. You know, not yeah, everyone. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. And I like dress to impress, no matter where you're working. Like, hey, if you're working at McDonald's, hey, you know, still take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, a job is a job. No matter where it is or what you're doing, it's a job. So take it seriously, you know, and it, it's just, they're all stepping stones, right? That's one thing I learned growing up is like, yeah, you may not be working the best job right now, but use the job you got as a stepping stone, right? So if you want to be, like, I wanted to work in cybersecurity, right? So I took a job working at a hospital, as IT in a hospital. Not really what I wanted to do, you know, not cybersecurity, but I it was IT experience, right? It wasn't the best paying, but it wasn't horrible paying, you know. And then I found a place that was entry level cybersecurity. I'm like, okay, get in there. Still, pay was a little better. Not the greatest pay ever, but wasn't horrible. Wasn't horrible. Livable salary. You know, I, I lived in a two bedroom house. House I was I wasn't struggling, but I wasn't eating, you know, like I wasn't being like, Oh, I'm about to go to uh Longhorns and get me a Quarter house and, and oh, I miss Longhorns, bro. Every Wednesday, <laughs> every, every week, Wednesday. every week. But I, you know, I could, I could Good go times. out and do stuff. You know, I was living, I was living all right. And then, you know, once I got more skill, I used this job and stepped into a bigger role. That now, yeah, if I wanted to go to Longhorns, you know, two times, three times a week, I could do that. You know, so it's all I about. Think that's... It's all go about ahead. the grind. So that and it starts and that starts literally with the interview. So shout out to H and M for you know providing people with the tools to get these better jobs. But it does start with the grind and it just does start with your appearance and that just starts with you looking dressing the part. Yeah. So I agree one hundred percent with you. And the reason why I think people don't enjoy the grind is because I ain't going to go well into it. I'm just going to give you food for thought. People have micro, microwave mindsets and not an oven. I ain't going to get into it. I'll save that for season two. But this, turn, Drop this thought process. season two content right This there. thought process is going to blow you guys' mind for those like real deep thinkers. But that's it that we have for H&M. Uh, super impressed. But we got to go to our last topic. Okay, so moving on to the final topic, and I'd definitely say the topic of the week, and this time it's on a positive note. So we had the George Floyd verdict for Chavez, Mr. Chavez, and he was found guilty on all three counts of murder, first, second, and what was the third? Is it was the third murder? All three were murder? What was the third one? I can't tell you. I know two of them were murder, so he got first and second degree murder. But we have been demanding, you know, accountability, and we had the Black Lives Matter movement really, you know, get out and do protesting and really get in the spotlight. And one thing that I feel like didn't get a lot of spotlight, but it does, but shout out to all the athletes and stuff like that, and the celebrities that were using their platforms as well to push out Black Lives Matter and to push out these social issues because that's what you need. You need people with big platforms to get out there and push these movements. They're not going to push themselves, you know. 
me and Malcolm could talk about, you know, this all we want, but our platform is nowhere near as big as LeBron James. You know, he's got millions and millions of followers. And if LeBron James says something, it's probably going to go pretty far. So shout that's shout out to them, first of all, because they're a big part of this getting where it is right now. And then next, you know, is shout out to the justice system for giving due process properly. You know, that that's another thing. You know, we always complain that the system's rigged and it's it's broken and stuff, but when it works, it works. So we everything went the way it should have. Everything went the way that it needed to be so that we as a you know community finally can be at rest with this this issue. Now we got a ton more. We have a ton more, but I definitely feel like it's a win for us. It's a win in the in the history books and I feel like this is hopefully this will be the start of a slow but positive uh trend into you know more justice for and people being held accountable for their actions that are not black. So I'll let you go and talk if I won't I won't uh, keep rambling. But I'll let you get in here and see what you have to say about the situation. So I agree with you 100% about the athletes and the people that kept promoting it. I feel like media only wants to put a spotlight on it because it's going to get a lot of views. And then once that view depreciates a little bit over time, they it's setting gone. Like George Floyd would not have been what it was if it wasn't for these athletes. Like, no. We're going to keep talking about George Floyd. We're still going to be talking about Breonna Taylor. We're not going to stop talking about this stuff until something changes. And then with that like still on it, motherfucker got burned. Uh, He got exactly what he deserved. He was held accountable for his actions. Um, And that's all the minority communities want in this world. We're not trying to get special treatment. We're not trying to get ahead over white people. We're not trying to get reparations, even though I can use that, that money if you know the government wants to give those out. But we're not trying to get any favoritism. We just want to be treated like human beings that we are and just like our white counterparts would get. And I'm extremely happy for the Floyd family. It does not bring back Mr. George Floyd Nothing can bring back Mr. Floyd, but at the same time, at least the family gets to close their eyes at the end of the day and say, stupid bastard that took away their brother, their father, their son is finally where he needs to be. And that's all it, that's all they, that this whole movement was for. It's not to defund the police. It's not to, you know have all cops go to jail it's just having police officers accountable for their actions that they take and like he said this is not the the end point this is one little spark this is like you know when you got a a old car I, i call them buckets so you know you got an old bucket and like your battery on your car is like not so great like you could tell that it's about to die and then like you turn the key and it's like slowly starting to start it's like and like you got to turn it off and be like come on baby please 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 come on turn on 
And you did it, and you're like, come on, please just start for me. And it's like, and it finally turns on. I feel like this situation in our justice system is that that one little jump start that we needed to get this car going. Um, and now we can we, ride this beater to the dealership and buy something new. Hopefully. That's the goal. That's I don't know if we got enough gas to go that to the dealership. I don't know if we're gonna, gonna push that motherfucker if we don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if we it's like CarMax, it. they just taking everything or you know, I don't know, but we we hoping that we can get to the dealership to get something new. Right. And right. that's and like I said, it would there's no special treatment for this. I've never seen so many people cry. And it was from like all races, from Hispanics to whites to blacks. Like everybody was just so happy that this person finally got what he deserved. This is probably one of the biggest verdicts since, to me, in my personal opinion, it would have to be the Rodney King or the OJ trial. Like those are like that one is like that transcending where it's like the verdict is like taking so many people's breath away. And finally, they got it right. Hopefully. This is just the beginning. There's other officers that need to be held accountable. I do want to say, though, though this is a victory, a lot of people need to take a step back and realize that each situation is different from each from each situation. And what I mean by that is it's like a lot of people, because the as soon as the verdict happened, that uh, shooting in Ohio, and everyone's like, just jumping to occlusions like oh we got this win and now we're back to this it's like take a breath let's get all the facts let's get all the video evidence that we need first to actually see what transpired truly before we just jump to conclusions and think that we took one step forward and then we got knocked down 100 steps unfortunately from what i saw a couple of days ago uh here in houston we had the uh memorial for him in downtown houston and some bastard that needs to burn in hell wrote, you know, niggers don't matter. It's it's not going anywhere, guys. Like like I said, it's a moral victory, but the the fight's not over. I was upset to be a Houstonian here in, living in here in Houston and having to deal with that to see that because one of the reasons why I moved to Houston is because it's so diverse and I really haven't seen any really racial tendencies in, in this city. Um, for Since I've been here, they've been having like every nationality, little parades and everything. So to see that took a step back and was like, damn, that's my city yeah, it, is not what I expected. It's crazy when like, I feel like one of the biggest things, it's kind of like off topic, but one of the biggest things, like, as a black person, you have to experience in your life is, like, true racism. Like, it is this always, like, this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, well, you you say, like, this this teacher was racist or this person's racist. But it's different when, like, you got somebody calling you a nigger or calling you, you know, a coon or calling you something crazy like that or writing or seeing something written down. You know, that really like emphasize like, oh man, like that's racist, like to the point where like it actually affects you. Like, and I, I it's sad that I have to say like, oh, you know, it's until you experience that, like, you know. But 
it's just the truth. Like you just, you never know what your reaction will be until you actually experience it. So it's, it's just sad that people are out here like this and like just angry and bitter over something that not, nothing we can control. Like we just were born with darker skin than you, but it doesn't make us any different than anybody else. Like I never understood what, what the fear of black people was like, yeah, I just think we're just going to take over just because, you know, if we're not held to lower standards, we'll just take over or something. Like I, I never understood, you know, what, what was the issue between, you know, whites and blacks, but, and I never will because I, I just don't see why you would judge a person based on the color of their skin. But the George Floyd stuff, back on topic, the George Floyd stuff, and it's just, it's such a positive thing to see, you know. It's uplifting. Some, yeah. And it's it just shows that we are making some progress. You know, I wish that we wouldn't, it wasn't so small in the sense of like, there's probably hundreds of thousand police brutality race cases probably every day, you know, but even one victory is better than zero. So as we continue, you know, through this long journey, because it's going to be long, I just hope that blacks and just everyone can just come together and really just do our best to do our parts and get rid of, try to get rid of racism as best as we can, you know, like it has no business being in this country, it has no business being in this world, you know, this this world is built on diverse people living different cultures and like you should embrace that because why do you travel? You travel to go see other countries, see what their culture is like, right? You don't go to their countries and be like, you guys don't matter. These lives here don't matter. Like their lives matter too and that's why you went you know, that's the whole point of traveling. That's the whole point of vacationing, you know, is to take a load off and experience some other things in the world. So I hope, you know, this is the beginning of something good. And, you know, we can maybe in 20 years, you'll be looking back and being like, crazy that even existed, you know. So, yeah, that's my before point. we... Before we cut this one off, I just want to give you because you said like you don't like you really don't know how you react until that situation happened. So I just gonna give a small story before we we cut out. And it was like I think I was like in eighth grade, and so I rode the bus with all my friends to to school. And it was like one of those days where our bus was down and we had to ride a bus with someone like another route or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so of course we stayed on the back of the bus on our bus. So we took over someone else's bus. So we just got out, booked it to after after class, booked it to the bus. It was like, yeah, we're getting our fucking spots. Like, it's our spots. So old boy comes into the back of the bus and was like, yo, you're in my seat. I was like, oh, word. I don't see your name on it, homie. Like, it's, sorry, we was here first. <laughs> it's a bus. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, nah, monkey, get the fuck out of my seat. And I don't know what, like, what triggered. But I was like, bro, do you know I will fucking murder you? Like, so I'm like, it's me and the girl that I was dating at the time in the in the very last seat on the right side. It was my friend and his girl on the left side. There was three people to a seat in front of me. So there was like a total of like 14, maybe 15 people. And I was like, 
what the fuck did you say to me? And he was just like, yeah, monkey, get the fuck out of my seat. Bro, I've never got so up up quick in the day of my life. And I was literally like charging this dude. Like all 15 people's like grabbing me, trying not to have me murder this dude. And I'm like literally like swinging my arms away from to letting them go. Like they literally have me almost crucified. Like both of my arms are like stretched all the way in the back of, like they're holding my arms back and I'm still trying to move forward. I get like dead center into this dude's face. Like if this dude really wanted was about that life, he could have easily got like, uh, I would say a good six hits before they would even let allowed me to get one hit on them. That's how fucking outraged I was. And I was literally like charging this dude. And I was like, so he got, you could tell like when someone's like sees death, because my man's eyes got super big and was just like, oh shit. Long story short. So he's all, all talking shit. I was like, yo, bro, me, give me a place. I'll meet you over there and I'll beat your fucking ass. And it was like, oh, and then so he tried to act tough and give us a location. Bro, soon as I, I didn't even go home, I went straight to the location. I was sitting there and then like, so it was like a basketball court. So we were like, me and all my friends were like playing basketball. And I was like, let me just wait. I was like, I'm going to, I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to win this game. And I'm going to beat this dude's ass and then I'm going to go home and chill. Dude never showed up, right? Of course, we had to ride the bus the next day. No surprise. Yeah, didn't show up. So next day we ride the bus. And he's, he, of course, he's, he's in the back of the it. bus. Oh. No, he's in the back of the bus. Oh, I didn't think he'd be there. And, and so uh, my brother, uh, he was like, hey, damn, bro. I thought you was supposed to, I thought you was about to get your ass. Because he was talking shit like he was going to beat my ass. He was like, I thought you was going to get your ass beat by this old dude. And I was like. Nah, pussy never showed up, and I looked back, my man's head is just straight down. I scared so many people in the back of that bus that they went and told counselors at school the next day to where I'm in class, you know, bullshitting, you know, flirting with girls or whatever, and then it's like, Malcolm, you need to go to the principal's office, and everyone's like, oh, shit, what you, you know, of course, you know how it is, like, in middle school, everyone's like, oh, shit, what you do? I was like, I don't even know, like, what the fuck? Like, I ain't even do anything. Like, I'm just uh, just enjoying, you know, my flirtatious style, just, you know, having a good time in class. Like, what's going on? I go to the principal's office, like, because it was the middle school that I was in. It was kind of like high school. Like, you had different teachers that you, like, for each subject or whatever. Yeah. Three of my teachers are in the damn office. I was like, are you okay? Like, I heard what happened. I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, like. If anyone says anything to you like that, you just let me know. And I was just like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? So I finally go into the principal's office and my friends like sitting there and they're like, you know, such and such told me exactly what happened. You know, uh, are you okay? Like, like literally trying to counsel me. I was like, look, I'm over it. Like, I, yeah, I got pissed off. Yeah, I, giving me a threat i told him not accept his threat and uh, i challenge him he didn't do it it's it's whatever like i'm not gonna let it dictate my life but at the time i would have snatched that dude's throat quick in a hot minute he would have been he would have been rodney king he would have got that ass open but so it's just like at the time these things happen you never know how you react until you just react like for me in that moment, I wanted to kill that dude. But and then, like, the next day, going to sleep and sleeping on it, it was just like, it ain't even worth it, bro. Like, you're going to get, like, you're going to be fighting the rest of your whole life if you just keep doing shit like that. Yeah. It's not, I won't say it's not necessarily worth it to fight, but 
in this day and age, like you could, you'll be fighting hundreds of people in your lifetime, but you're going to experience racism all day, every day, all day, every day. So just, you know, I'll say for anyone out there that hasn't experienced, you know, just keep a level head when it happens to you, you know, uh, just keep a level head, you know, uh, make the right choices because you definitely don't want to end up on someone ends of someone else's end of a lawsuit. So with that being said, I think this wraps up the season finale. Oh shit, bro. We made it. 14 episodes. Yeah. 14 and that's the crazy part. Like even Raven was like, damn, you guys are already at 14. Didn't y'all start like two weeks ago? I was like, nah, no. we started back in January. January. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Right before my birthday. Yeah. And it is May about to be May. So it is crazy. You know, we, like I said in the beginning, we've come a long way. So, Shout out to everyone that's, you know, been with us throughout the grind. And we hope you guys continue to support. We hope you guys continue to enjoy the content. And we'll be back for more in season two. Absolutely, guys. And way more quality, way more better shit is lined up. Like, this is not something that we just going to put on a long pause and just totally forget about. Like, we taking a break. But that's so we can elevate even further. So we appreciate the day ones for sticking with us through all 14 episodes. You know, the newcomers, you know, thank you for listening. Buckle your seatbelt because season two is going to get even more crazy and more hyped up. We're taking this shit by storm. Like we're going to be this little podcast like no one ever heard of. And then it's going to be big. Like we're we're speaking it into existence like we always say we've been having this positive mindset from from back in like mid 2000 where we're like yo we're gonna do this shit 2021 is our year and 2021 has been our year like so far like knock on wood but our positive mindset and has not changed and it's crazy because it's like i was watching this thing on youtube and uh fred taylor he's a former nfl player and it was just like you got to surround yourself with like like-minded people and when you do that and you start getting you know the naysayers and negative people and you start getting with like-minded people and positive people it's like sky's the limit and it's really been that way for us like you know of course like anybody else we have our bad days and good days but We've always been like, yo, this year's our good day. This month's our good day. Like, this episode's our good day. And it's really been showing, man. It's really been showing. Yep, it really has. So, like he said, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to people who supported from the beginning. We hope you all continue to listen. But with that being said, you can catch us in season two. We are the Forever Rich Podcast. Peace out. Positive mindsets make positive outcomes, guys. Deuces.